For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori DeSimone. I'm your host, Tori DeSimone, and we are back on video. So last week was my first week where I was like, are we doing video? Are we not? I am doing video. And if you guys are watching this on the Manifest YouTube channel, which will be linked in the show notes, you will see that we've switched locations. Last week, we were right over there at my table and today we're on my couch. And it's so funny because when I was like planning this whole video moment, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to like get ready on the days that I record. Girl, I am in workout clothes because I'm going to work out after this, which is very fitting for today's episode. And I don't have a stitch of makeup on. I threw my hair up into a ponytail and I'm like, we're calling it a day and we're just going to record. But I feel like that is so me. And that's just who I am. Like some days I want to be really, really girly and put on makeup and like get dressed up. And other days I just want to be like today. And I just want to wear workout clothes, no makeup and feel really good about it. You know what I mean? So I feel like the video component of this podcast is amazing because it's going to really capture, I don't know, just like all sides of me, I guess, which is really nice. And I imagine that it'll be filmed at so many different places. Like I don't have a studio to record at. So it's always going to be like at my apartment or down at the beach house. Probably one of those two places because I spend my summers at the beach. Um, So you guys will always kind of see like a different spot to record. And I don't do anything fancy to record. I literally just use an iPad. Um, And then I just mesh up the audio and video together. But anyway, um, I'm really liking the video component. It is on my Manifest YouTube channel, which is Manifest with Tori on YouTube. And I think I'm also going to put these up on my Instagram. 
and they'll be in the video tab on my Instagram too. Just because I know so many of you guys want video components to podcasts, which totally get. So I'm going to try my best to keep these going and make it work for the both of us. Um, but yeah, what'd you guys think of the video last time? If you watched it, I even put like a little teaser on my Instagram, which was super fun. Um, but yeah, anyway, last episode, I realized I uploaded on Valentine's day and I never even said happy Valentine's day, happy Valentine's day guys. Oh, I'm a week late, but I, I just wasn't looking ahead. Like when I was recording the episode, I was like, Oh, it's Monday. Totally not remembering that Monday was going to be Valentine's day. So happy Valentine's day. I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's day. I painted my nails pink for Valentine's day. And I actually did these on my own. Don't look too close because they're really not the best. Um, but I went to the nail salon a couple weeks ago and I just had a really bad experience. Like, and it's the nail salon that I've been going to forever. And I don't know. I just like the woman was in a bad mood and she was like pretty much yelling at me because I wanted almond shaped nails with a thin French tip. And she was giving me these like incredibly thick French tips. And I was like, I really want them thin. And I would say like, oh, can you make them thinner? And she would like be like, oh, well, then I'm going to have to hand paint it. And I'm like, okay, so hand paint it. I don't know. She was just like really mad at me. And then she eventually handed me off to someone else to do the thin French tips. And then they didn't do it thin either. And I was like, I'm just being such a pain. So I'm not going to ask for any more. Um, because I, just, I literally just felt like I was being like a pain at that point. So I walked away with nails that I wasn't happy with, paid $55 for these nails and didn't even love them. And I was like, you know what? I should just learn to do my own nails. So I ordered like all this soft gel nail kit on Instagram or sorry, on Amazon. I got the Beatles set, which I think is like 20 bucks. And cause I've been seeing it everywhere. So I got all the stuff. I took off my polish my gel polish and underneath of my gel polish, I had gel builder instead of like acrylic. And that was like pretty sturdy. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it on and just repaint it rather than do like a soft gel right now. So I just repainted them pink with like a gel polish that I bought on Amazon too. And it's really cute. I really like it. And yeah, I think it's so cute. Um, but don't look too close because like I said, it's not the best ever that I've ever done. I want to get better at it. But anyway, I think that's a hobby I'm going to pick up is trying to do my own nails. I try to do it in the summer and I I did okay, but I could definitely have like done better. Um, okay. I want to talk about a couple of things on Netflix and then we'll really get into it because I don't have like a ton to catch you guys up on because I'm actually recording this on a Wednesday. I normally record on Thursdays, but I'm recording this on a Wednesday and the last I recorded was a Friday and not much happened between then. I mean, the Super Bowl happened, Valentine's Day happened, but that's really it. Um, so Love is Blind came out Friday night. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. This season is so good. And I don't, why is it like I'm caught up to all the seasons. Like when this episode comes out, the final seasons are going to come out. So, I'll, or final episodes will come out. So, I'll probably be done and I'll talk about it next week. But as of right now, it's only the first five are out. I so badly want Shane and Shayna to meet because I just think it would be so full of drama. Like, and I don't know why I want that so bad, but I do. 
I don't know. I just really, because I think once Shayna meets Shane, she will stop like idolizing him. She is literally idolizing this man. And we all know Shane and I don't think he's anyone to idolize. And I think Shayna is just like totally talking him up in his in her mind, allowing her to not even give Kyle a chance. But at the same time, if her religion is so important to her, she shouldn't have said yes to Kyle, which if it is, that's great. But don't say yes to someone that is a literal atheist. Like it doesn't make sense. So I get that. Um, I just don't think she should have said yes. But I get like, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure in the pods to say yes. But and you know who I wanted to see more of? I wanted to see more of the girl that was like, everyone likes me. I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of Instagram followers. Who is she? We need to find out. I wanted to see more of her. Um, she was just entertaining to watch. I mean, it wasn't obvious. I mean, it wasn't a surprise that she wouldn't find love because I feel like when you talk like that, like, come on. Um, but yeah, I just, I really want Shane and Shayna to me. I'm so excited for them to me and that little drama that's going to happen. Nick is so funny. I think he's my favorite just because I think he is so funny. Um, who else do I really like? He's definitely the funniest. Shane. Okay. Let's talk about Shane and Natalie though for one sec. I just don't see it. I got to be honest. I feel like they are so different and uh, you know, they say opposites attract and I'm sure that they do in some cases in a lot of cases actually, but I don't know. I just don't see it with them. I really liked Natalie and I still, I still really do like Natalie and I think she just deserves so much better than Shane. Like literally when he was like doing the whole pouting moment in the pods, I'm like, he's literally acting like a five-year-old and he's clearly someone that words of affirmation are his love language because he's constantly asking Natalie to tell him that he's hot and to tell him that he's funny and to tell him that he's cool. And I just don't think that's her vibe. I really don't. I think she's like awesome. And everyone says that like she's the Shane of the girls. And I don't see that. The show just hasn't portrayed her that way yet. Maybe she is, but us as the viewers, we haven't been able to see that. So it just seems kind of out of left field that they're together. I don't know. Um, I really, really like Natalie and I wish she was with like not Shane. I don't know. Like I could kind of see Natalie with Nick, to be honest. I don't think Danielle and Nick are going to last. I just think, I just think Danielle needs, um, I just think she needs to find more self-confidence. I really do. She's so beautiful and she can't even see it. And it's really sad to watch because she's constantly talking down to herself and I just think she's like so – she could be so great, but she's just not letting herself be great. Um, I really think that, yeah, they would have been like a great couple like Nick and Nick and Natalie. Um, also, Mallory and Jared – is it Jared or Jared? Because it has – his name has T, so I don't know. I thought that they would look good together. However, I really like who they're all with right now. Like – I like Jared and Ayana together a lot. I think they work really, really well together. And I also really like Mallory and Sal together. I think they work really well together. And I think he's adorable, Sal. I think he's like super cute. If I were to like go for anyone on the show, like seeing them, I'd probably go for him. I just think he's like adorable. 
And um, I really like them together. I think that he's kind. And I think when she was talking to Jared, it was so eye-opening when she was like, I normally go for guys that are into sports and they're very like manly men, but then they don't treat me like like a woman. Like, I don't know. So I think her being with Sal is going to be really good for her. And I hope they stay together. But I have to say my favorite couple out of all is definitely um, Shake and Deeps, which I was not expecting at all. Like when Shake was like, oh, yeah, I want a blonde girl that I can put on my shoulders at a music festival. I'm like, oh, my God, you are so blech. just blech. I don't like that. But he really surprised me. And when he started feeling you know, feelings towards deeps. I was like so into it. I was like, this is amazing. When they met, I thought they had great chemistry. I just think he's getting in his head a lot. And they were showing previews to the wedding and they just looked so beautiful on their wedding day. Like, I really hope they stay together. I really like them a lot. And they're my favorite couple. I'm rooting for them hardcore. And I really like them. So I hope he can get out of his head. Um, I think Deeps is really like in it for the long haul, which I love. And I feel bad. I, I I think she can sense that he's like second guessing and pulling back a little bit. But I just hope that they can work through it because I really like them together, which I'm so shocked because I did not like Shake at all when they first started. Oh my God, not at all. But I really like them and they're probably my favorite. So I'm so excited to watch the rest of the episodes. I just wish Netflix would release all of them. Like, what is Netflix doing? We have never been the streaming platform to only release a certain amount of episodes. Netflix is there to binge episodes. So please release them all. I would have loved to watch all 10 episodes in one night, please. Like, this season is so good. I think this season is so much better than the first season. Not sure why, but I just really, really like it a lot. It's so good. But yeah, I'm very excited for Shayna and Shane to meet. And they showed like a preview of Shane like looking at a phone and smiling and Natalie was clearly like off put by it. Was he talking to Shayna? I don't know. I think that's what the show wants us to think. But I'm kind of here for it. And I I, ha- I hate to say it because that's me just being like homewrecker mentality and like this drama filled mentality. Thanks, Bravo, for that. But I don't know. I think it would just make good TV. Natalie is so much better than Shane and we'll see. We'll see how I feel after the final five episodes, but it's really, really good this season. That was a lot of spoilers. So I hope you guys are caught up because otherwise I literally just spoiled like the entire first season for you guys or first half of the second season. Sorry. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally adjust the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. 
I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, last thing before we get into today's topic. Like I said, I don't have a lot to update you guys on. 
I watched The Tinder Swindler last night, and that was crazy. I feel like Netflix is coming out with a lot of good shows right now, which is really nice because I feel like they haven't. Like, I wasn't even checking Netflix for like a solid like two or three months because I was like, they don't have anything, but they're coming out with a lot right now, and I really appreciate it. Tinder Swindler, very good, very interesting. I'm going to talk about spoilers again, so if you haven't watched it, maybe hold off. I didn't get the whole enemies thing. My enemies are after me. My enemies, my enemies. Dude, who are your enemies? I get his whole story about being in the diamond industry, that it's like a dark industry. Very interesting. I'd love to read more about that. Give me a documentary about that, the dark side of the diamond industry. That'd be interesting. But him being like, my enemies are after me, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't know. Girls Gotta Eat recapped it very well on their episode this past Monday where they were like, if you really are this rich and you're the son of a billionaire, like, why aren't you asking your dad for money or your business partner? You know, why like your girlfriends? And the fact that this man was like literally running a Ponzi scheme of girlfriends, you gotta, you gotta give it to him. Like kind of genius. You know what I mean? Kind of genius, horrible, kind of, okay. Genius sounds like I'm encouraging it and this is good behavior. We obviously all know that this is horrible behavior and it's sickening and it's disgusting, but you have to be like, intelligent enough to run something like that and to be as conniving and persuasive and convincing. I feel really bad, really, really bad. I loved the last girlfriend when she was like swindling him. Like that was so funny. The end. Okay. So throughout the entire series, it sounded like the girls did not have to pay back their debts and like they were relieved of all of this. And then at the end, it said that they're still paying off their debts. That was heartbreaking. I I, I don't know what I thought. I don't know why I thought these debts would be forgiven or that somehow like they could declare bankruptcy and they wouldn't have to pay back these debts. I mean, maybe that was an option. Can you file personal bankruptcy or does it always have to be through a company? I don't know. But I mean, obviously, if you declare bankruptcy, then it messes up your credit bad, seven years. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So maybe they did consider that. But it's just it's crazy and it's disgusting that like he was able to get away with it the homeless king thing sent me I got to admit when he wrote I'm homeless king like sent me sent me that was really funny um and it's what he deserves but I really like that last girlfriend selling all of his clothes keeping the money like she rocks she was really funny um it was a crazy documentary Um, I sympathize with the girls because they were clearly very manipulated and very persuaded, but it's hard to put myself in their shoes because clearly I've never been in a situation like that. But I think if I was dating someone and they were asking me for American Express credit cards, $25,000 worth of loans, I don't. I don't know what I would do. I really don't. I'm like really trying to think about it. It's so easy to sit here and be like, those girls are stupid, but you don't know, you know, like in the moment if someone you, you love who you truly thought you were serious with said that they are in danger, like you'd probably help them too. You know what I mean? So it's hard to do it, but I feel like these girls were just so nice that I don't know. They were just obviously very much so taken advantage of, but it's, it's bad, but it's, you can't really judge because we've never been in that position, but I don't know. I don't know. Crazy, crazy, isn't it? Absolutely wild. Okay. 
You know what? Let's get into today's topic, which is workout anxiety. I am so excited to talk about workout anxiety. Um, I kind of briefly touched on this in last week's episode because I kind of got into saying how like I wanted to try new workouts and stuff like this, stuff like that, and how a lot of people feel workout anxiety, including myself, and which is so ironic because I own Spin and Fitness Studios. Like my whole thing is working out and I love it so much that I decided to go into the industry myself and open up my own studios. And it's crazy that even someone like me who is in the industry feels workout anxiety. Um, I don't feel it at my own studio because it's my own studio. However, um, I have moved from where I used to live, where I knew all the studios, I knew all the owners, I knew all the instructors, I knew a lot of the clients, stuff like that, to a new area where I don't know the studios, I don't know the clients, I don't know the instructors. And, you know, if I want to go take, like I've been looking a lot to take like yoga classes or Matt Pilates classes or even reformer Pilates classes around where I live now. And it's like 30 minutes from where I used to live, but it's a whole new area, all new studios. Like I said, I don't know the people, I'm, I'm unfamiliar um, the thought, sorry, I hate doing that in the mic, but it literally just escaped my body. Um, the thought of doing, the thought of going to new workout places, new studios, and even just gyms in general has really been kind of stressing me out. And I have to think like, if I'm experiencing this, I know I'm not the only one. And I hear it from a lot of people. I hear it from friends I hear it from my clients who are returning to the studio since COVID. Um, and I just hear it from people online too that say like, I just, you know, I, I really worry about going back and finding a workout routine again. And, you know, it's tough. And I totally get it. I totally sympathize. And I see it from both sides. I see it. I see it as the client slash consumer slash person who wants to work out where you feel the anxiety of, you know, returning or figuring out what works for you or getting back on the groove of it. But I also see it from the perspective of a studio owner where we want people to return and we want people back and we want you to know that we're just happy to have you there. So I totally see it from both sides, which I think will make for an interesting topic today, which I'm excited to talk about. So So many people are in this boat with you when it comes to workout anxiety. You are not alone. Like I said, I hear it from all all sorts of people, all different walks of life at all fitness levels. It's people that you think might be in amazing shape that fear the same things that maybe you fear. Um, This kind of fear about getting back into a workout routine or reestablishing a routine after you haven't had one for so long, it doesn't discriminate. It hits so many people, all different walks of life at all different levels of your fitness journey. So please know that you're not alone. And I think that there is comfort in numbers. Misery loves company, as some people like to say. And while I don't think this is a miserable feeling, I do think that it's comforting to know that you're not alone in this feeling. Um, Like I said, I, who owns Sin and Fitness Studios, even struggle with this. I fear walking into a new studio around me to take a yoga class or a Pilates class, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do, or just being bad at something. I hate being bad at something. I like being good at everything I do. And the thought of 
doing a new workout that I need to learn or I could be bad at is kind of a tough pill to swallow. A couple weeks ago, for example, I went skiing for the first time ever and I was so bad at it and I got really frustrated with myself because I was so bad at it. But I have to think back to things that I feel like I've mastered or am really good at, such as spin. I feel like I'm I'm pretty solid in spin. I know I can teach a good class. I know I can take a class. I know I can take a hard class. Like I feel like I'm pretty good at spin. But I think back to my first spin class in 20, when was that? 2016, 2015. And I was horrible. I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't do the moves. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, it it took time. It took years to build up stamina, endurance, and kind of get the groove of it. But when you feel like you're so good at something, it could be anything. When you just, you know that you're good at certain things, it could be work, it could be your career, it could be hobbies, it could be sports, whatever it might be. It's hard to revert back to the learning mentality. And it's easy to fear not being good at something. Totally get that. No one likes not being good at stuff, but it takes patience and it takes time. Another thing is that the pandemic has not at all played an easy role on people when it comes to their workout routines. It's really easy to have fallen off during your workout routine during the pandemic. And like, trust me, I get it. I totally fell off during my routine. I didn't, before the pandemic, I was a studio goer. I would go to places in Philly. I'd go to stride. I'd go to the gym. Like I was a high intensity junkie. And I was like, I am about hit. I'm about um, sprints. I'm about spinning. I'm about CrossFit. Like I like high intensity stuff. That's my thing. And when the pandemic hit, and everyone's doing this whole work from workout from home. I'm like, wait, what? You can't get a good workout from home. And I would see people do bodyweight workouts like squats. And in my mind at the time, I was like, well, what's the point of doing a squat if it's just your body weight? Like you're going to plateau. Like nothing will change from a bodyweight squat. So I'm just not going to work out at all. And I totally fell off my workout grind because that's that was my mentality at the time. And I can't hate myself for it because that's truly like what I thought at the time. So that's that's how it was. So I fell off the grind. I fell off my routine. And I know so many people that also fell off the routine. Um, I also know a lot of people that bought Pelotons or bought a lot of workouts from home. And, you know, they did it for a month. They loved it. And then they started to get kind of bored with it and fell off the routine of working out from home. I totally get it. It is so easy to fall off your routine, especially during the pandemic, during the most uncertain of times. I totally get it. And also, it's totally normal to maybe not look how you looked pre-pandemic because the times have changed. I know a lot of people that maybe feel like they don't look the same. Maybe they lost muscle definition. Maybe they put on some weight, all of which is totally normal. Let's normalize that for a minute. We literally went through and are still kind of going through a global pandemic. It is okay if you gained weight during a global pandemic. It is okay if you gain weight regardless if there's a pandemic going on or not, because that just happens. The human body fluctuates. And I think once people put on weight or maybe don't look like how they used to look, whether they weigh the same and maybe they just lost muscle definition, maybe they gained muscle definition, whatever it might be. When we start looking a different way, we tend to value ourselves a different way and act a different way, which I want us to move away from that mentality. 
and realize that regardless of what you look like, you're still worthy of movement. You're still worthy of showing self-love to yourself through working out and through other avenues, of course, but this is specifically geared towards working out. So the pandemic has not played an easy role. It's easy to fall out of your routine and it's hard to get back into the routine. Um, Here's what I can promise you though. You are never too late to start again and no one is judging you. Working out again doesn't have to be uncomfortable and you can redefine, redefine what working out looks like for you, even if it's not what you're used to. Like I said, pre-pandemic, I was all about high intensity, spin, CrossFit, lifting heavy. Like that was my thing. You know what I mean? But now post-pandemic, air quotes for lack of a better term, post-pandemic, I feel myself really gravitating towards different workouts. Yes, I still spin and I still love it, but I'm finding myself loving Pilates and low intensity workouts and walking. I remember when quarantine was happening and everyone was walking around their neighborhoods to go outside and feel some fresh air and get some exercise in. I literally would say to myself, what is the point of walking? It's not like you're running. Like that's literally how I thought back in the day. And thank God that I got out of that mindset because I literally had this all or nothing mentality when it came to working out, which was incredibly toxic. But at the time, I truly believed that. And I truly thought like, oh, well, you got to work out for 60 minutes perfectly. And you got to have, you got to be drenched in sweat when you're done. And you got to do progressive overload. And you have to do this and you have to do that. And oh my God, all these rules that I would put on myself. And now I've totally redefined my workouts to be something that I enjoy, to be something that just have movement and are something that I don't have to even break a sweat in. I can go for a walk for five minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and it's a great workout. I can do Pilates for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's a great workout. I can go run a half marathon if I want to. I can go do a 45-minute spin class. I can go to CrossFit. Like I can do whatever I want, but I redefined what my workouts look like. And for me, lately, it's been low impact, Pilates, walking, and I've been loving it. Um, And it works for me, but I had to redefine what working out looked like for me. So maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to redefine what a workout that you would like looks like for you. So here are some of my, uh, my tips and advice I've picked up since kind of picking back up, working out again since I kind of fell off my high intensity routine for lack of a better term. The first one is consistency over perfection. It is so much better to do five minutes of movement every day rather than like one perfect 60 minute workout that can't be replicated tomorrow. Sometimes I I used to find that when I would go really, really hard, it would be hard to continue that momentum day after day after day. But when I started doing more manageable workouts that maybe weren't perfect, but were able to be consistent, I would show up to them every day. And the consistency is so much more important than the perfection. I would rather have a good workout every single day than a great workout once or twice a week. And for me, that's really worked. So consistency over perfection. Um, my next tip is to find what you like. And I know you guys probably hear this 
all the time, but it is true. You do need to find what you like. And I feel like now it's easier than ever to experiment and try out a ton of different workouts. There are so many online workouts nowadays where most of them are offering deals or free trials in the beginning. Like I even have an online workout. It's called Stride at Home. Stride at Home, we offer our first month for $10. And then after that, it's $35 a month, or you can rent one class for $5. So that's an example of trying out a spin class from my studio, Stride. But you know, let's say you try a spin class and you don't like it. There's so many other studios out there that might have a spin that you do like. Um, And it's not just spin. Like you could try yoga. You can try Pilates. You can try bodyweight workouts. You can do free ones on YouTube. Like remember Chloe Ting, the ab queen over quarantine. Like there are so many workouts that are now online nowadays. You can do Peloton. Um, there There are so many nowadays that you have like the world of the workout industry, literally at your fingertips. You can try a million different things, see what you like and see what you don't like. And it's really, really great to just try out a bunch of different things. And I know you'll hear this a million times, but again, try things that maybe at one point you didn't like and retry things that you did like and see if you still like them. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change what kind of route you like your workouts to be. Like if you used to love running, maybe you hate it now. Cool. Try something else, you know, see what you like, see what you don't try things out. My other tip that I like to incorporate with finding what you like is to start from home. It's really comforting to work out from home because no one is looking at you. No one is judging you. No one can see what you're doing and you can hype yourself up. You can wear really cute workout clothes. You can wear a really cute outfit. You can take cute little pictures. It's really comforting to work out from home and It's a good way to just get a feel for what you like. Um, It just makes you feel really good and motivated to wake up, work out from home, and just kind of figure yourself out. From there, once you find out what you like and you've built the confidence of what you like from home, then I feel like that's kind of when you can venture out into studios or gyms, which we'll get to in a minute. But when it comes to working out from home, it's really easy to lose motivation working out from home. And that's what I hear from a lot of people. You know, I found out what I liked at home during quarantine. I took online classes. I did this, I did that, which is great, but I lost the motivation. I totally get that. Once you lose the motivation, that's a really good time to then venture into gyms and into studios and stuff like that, which like I said, again, we'll talk about, but also work, working out from home or even just workouts in general into your routine so that it's not dependent on motivation, but it's dependent on being a habit. It's dependent on discipline. It's dependent on being part of your routine. It's really easy to skip workouts in general. It's even easier to skip workouts that are from home because you don't have to like sign up for anything. You don't have to really book anything um, unless you're booking like a live stream from home, which is a really good way to stay accountable. If you can book um, like a live stream class from a studio or from a gym, like that's a really good way. But if you're just doing like pre-recorded workouts or maybe your own workouts from home, it's really easy to skip it or to do it later and then just later never comes. But learning to incorporate your workouts into your morning routine, 
your lunch break, after work slash after school, or your night routine is a really, really good way to make it um, routine and to make it discipline and to make it part of a habit. Try out what time of the day works for you best and allows you to be the most consistent and stick with that. If you know that you don't ever have motivation to work out at night, don't plan to do your night your workouts at night. If you know that when you wake up first thing in the morning, all you want to do is get to work, maybe try doing a workout over your lunch break to split up the day a little bit. Um, Allow yourself to be flexible. Allow yourself to try out different times along with the workouts that you like and what you find works best. Replicate that, duplicate that, and be consistent with that. Once you get some more confidence and you get this in a habit, you get more motivated, that's when I feel like it's a good time to branch out and try out gyms or studios. I feel like a lot of anxiety from working out comes from a lack of confidence. So the most important thing is to gain confidence. And I feel like working out from home is a really great stepping stone to gain the confidence so that when you walk into a gym or a studio or a class or whatever it might be for the first time, you feel like you kind of already know what you're doing a little bit and you feel like you've been doing it for a month or a week or a couple days even. And you just feel like, okay, you know what? I got this. I'm ready to venture out. So let's talk about when you do want to venture out into gyms and studios. So let's talk with studios first. Coming from a studio owner, this is like honest to God, my perspective. I was a client, I was an instructor, and I've been a studio owner. So I had all three perspectives. Um, When I first started going to a studio, I never, I didn't know the workout very well and I wasn't good at it and I wasn't I didn't have any expectations. And I think that was really, really great. I had no expectations of it. And that's what I want you to do first is to eliminate any expectations. Eliminate the expectations that you're going to be great, that you're going to be bad, that you're going to love it, that you're going to hate it. Just show up for what it is and take it for what it is. Take it at face value. See if you like the classes. That's number one. Um, All right. Let's even talk about before you walk into the door to the studio. The first thing that I would recommend if you're nervous about going to a studio is to DM the studio on Instagram or to DM an instructor at the studio. Just say, hey, I I wanna come to your studio. I'm a little bit nervous. I haven't worked out in a while. Do you think this class slash this studio will be a good fit for me? I can promise you that studio, whoever's running the account or the instructor is going to be more than happy happy to talk to you before, to talk to you about why the studio will work for you, why it'll be great for you, and just how happy they are to have you. Studios just want people in the door at the end of the day. They're just honest to God, happy to have you. They're happy to have people in their class. They don't care if this is your first workout ever in your whole life, or if you've been doing this your whole life and you're a professional athlete. They're just happy to have people there. And If talking to an instructor will make you feel like you already have a friend when you walk in the door, perfect. DM an instructor, talk to an instructor, and I can promise you that every single studio slash instructor will reply to you. They will. Um, They want you there. And the fact that you are already reaching out shows that you want to make friends, that you want to be part of the community. And that's amazing. That's amazing. So DM the studio, DM the instructor, step one, get to know someone before you go there so you feel like you already have a friend there. That's huge. And I promise you it's going to go such a long way. When you go there for your first time, if you're going alone, 
take the instructor's class that you were talking to. Or if you weren't talking to an instructor, um, ask the studio, like, who do you think I should take for my first class? And take that person. And then your instructor should know that, like, you're a newbie. They'll say hi. They'll make you feel really warm and welcome. And also introduce yourself. I know coming from an instructor's standpoint, I love when people are like, it's my first time because I'm like, oh, my God, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. But make sure that you're set up on your bike or that you're set up on your mat, like whatever your classes that you're taking. We'll make sure that you're totally set up, that you're comfortable, that you're ready. And at the end of the day, they just want you to have fun, Um, at least coming from me and from Stride. We just want people to have fun when they're at our studio. Um, So if you're going alone, go with an instructor that you've talked to or that the studio recommends that you take for your first class. Or if you are a little nervous to go alone, which I totally get, bring a friend. It always helps to go with a friend for the first time, even if you guys both don't know what you're doing misery loves company. Um, so you can kind of just like have strength in numbers knowing that the both of you have no idea what you're doing or you have strength in numbers knowing that each of you kind of know a little bit and it just helps to have a friend to kind of be your support system. I love going with friends. Like when I first started going to a studio to spin, um, my friend worked at the front desk. So I would like only go on the nights that she worked and like she was my crutch. I would walk in and I'm like, oh my God, thank God you're here. I'm going to go take this class and I'll see you after. And it was great. It was really, really great. So bring a friend, but if you're going alone, talk to an instructor or the studio beforehand. Um, Yeah, that'll really help. Um, When you're there, say hi to people. This is studio specific because I feel like studios have a very friendly community, a very welcoming community. And it's amazing to watch people make friends in studios. I can promise you people always want to make friends. Say hi. Um, and it, it, it's just studio friends hit different. They really do. Like you guys bond over the love of working out. You bond over going to the same studio. So say hi. And I promise they will say hi back. People are very nice and they always want to make friends. So say hi while you're there. Um, get into a routine. This is a big one. Try out a bunch of different instructors, a bunch of different classes, a bunch of different class times. Find what instructor you vibe with, what class time you vibe with, what format you vibe with. And those people will typically take those same classes. Like if you know that Monday after work is a really great time for you to work out and you go every Monday after work, typically you're going to see the same people in your class every Monday after work. So that's a really good time to make friends. Say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm new here. This is a great workout. How long have you been doing this? Stuff like that. Like you can talk about the common denominator, which is the studio. The The whole reason I'm putting a lot of emphasis on, you know, making friends at a studio is because it really helps to feel comfortable in a space where you have friends and where you feel really secure. Um, so that's why I'm putting a lot of emphasis on like making friendships. And it will just make you feel like part of the community. It'll make you want to go back more. It'll make you feel valued and important. And it's more fun when you have more friends there. So that's why I'm putting a lot of emphasis on like getting to know people, getting into a routine and getting to know like the people that are in your classes. Um, yeah. And eventually once you find your routine, you find the instructors you like, you find the classes you like, you'll just get into a routine and you'll become a regular and you'll get to know people and you'll get better. You'll get stronger. You'll make friendships. And before you know it, you'll be a pillar in the community and you'll be so important to that studio and you will make so many friends and it's amazing. So step one is to just reach out, DM the studio, DM the instructor, and um, just talk to someone and make a friend before you go. Definitely. So 
That's my advice for studios. When I say studios, I really mean like class-based studios, ones that you have to book like on MindBody or they have like a studio-specific app um, and you have to book like a class. Like there's, you know, spin at 9.30 on Mondays, like stuff like that. All right, let's talk about going to a gym. When I Oh, also I want to preface this. When I say studios, that could also apply to like CrossFit. Um, you could like DM the CrossFit gym. You could DM someone that goes there and just be like, hey, I really want to go. Like, what time do you normally go? Maybe I'll come take your class and then they can kind of like help you walk you through it. People are very kind at the end of the day and studio owners, especially and instructors, they want you there. They really, really do. So they'll be happy to have you there. And there's no pressure to be perfect because you're new. And yeah, you can you can have someone help you along the way. Okay, let's talk about gyms too. So for like a traditional gym, like a Planet Fitness and a Life Fitness, a Lifetime Equinox, stuff like that, if you're nervous about going alone, bring a friend. I I really just think friends are like the best support system. It doesn't have to be a friend. It could, it could be your mom. It could be anyone. Honestly, anyone. It could be a boyfriend. It could be a girlfriend. Anyone. Just bring someone with you for the first time. But let's say that you moved and you don't know anyone in your area. Look at the gym that you want to go to and see like who who tags that gym. Like go to the tagged pictures and DM someone there. Honestly, it might sound weird, but it's not. Like the fitness community is very welcoming and the people in it want to help and the people in it want friends. And it's a community at the end of the day. So DM someone that goes to that gym and be like, hey, I started to want to go to the gym. What time do you normally go? I'd love to work out with you. And nine times out of 10, I'd honestly say 10 times out of 10, they're always going to say, yeah, I'd love to have you work out with me. I come at this time, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then you can make friends. Same thing as like DMing the studio or the instructor. DM someone that goes to the gym and go with them. Another way to do this is to hire a trainer. This is kind of what I was talking about with workout anxiety comes from lack of confidence. If you hire a trainer, Number one, the trainer is going to be thrilled because they're going to have a new client. Number two, you as the client will have someone to guide you through the gym. They can introduce you to people at the gym. They can introduce you to machines. They can show you different workouts to do, and you will gain confidence in the gym with machines, with your form. Once you have that confidence and you have that knowledge behind you, you will feel a lot more comfortable going to the gym. So hire a trainer. I promise it's not weird. I think a lot of people have like this misconception that it's like weird to have a trainer in the gym. Literally not at all. The trainers are always going to be thrilled to have more clients and it helps you as a client to understand what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. I think it really, really helps. If you don't have a friend and you don't have a trainer, have a plan. Okay. A plan is so important when it comes to going to the gym. And there are so many free plans all over Instagram, Pinterest, and you can like follow YouTube videos of like, this is what I do for a workout. And you can literally take it to the gym with you, look for the machines and copy it and do the exact same thing. Have a plan so that when you walk in, you're not just like, oh, this is a big gym and I don't know what that machine is. I don't know what to do. I I, I don't know anything. I get that. And that's a very common fear that a lot of people have totally understand that. But if you have a plan, it makes the gym way less intimidating. Now, just like what I recommend with studios, I recommend you do the same thing in a gym. Try out a bunch of different things. You might hate lifting weights, but you might love the Stairmaster. You might hate the treadmill, but you might love their yoga classes. You might hate their yoga classes, but you might love doing deadlifts and power lifts. Like you will find what you like 
if you just keep trying out a bunch of different things. You can do a million different workouts at the gym. You might not love one kind of workout at the gym, but that doesn't mean you hate the gym. So try out a bunch of different things, see what you like, see what you don't like, and stick with it. Now back what I said about the studio, get into the routine. Find what you like once you've tried out a bunch of different things at the gym. Find what you like, stick with what you like, and try out different times. What times of the day work best for you and your schedule? What times of the day are you going to be most consistent? What times of the day do you like the people in the gym? What times of the day do you see yourself being friends with people at the gym? Once you kind of get into your routine and you start going at the same time every day or you know, on Mondays you're going to go in the morning and then Tuesdays you're going to go during lunch and Wednesdays you're going to go at 4 p.m and you start going the same times of each week, you're going to notice that the people are pretty similar around those times. Yes, people's schedules like kind of change day to day, but a lot of people will go to the gym on a consistent basis, like the same time every day or whatever. So you'll start to notice that like, oh, this group of people is pretty much always here when I'm here too. That's a really good time to smile at people. A lot of people don't smile in the gym. Because I think it's like very serious, like people like putting on their headphones, blasting music, like getting it done, like bro mentality. Yes. But we're still humans at the end of the day. And people in the fitness community are kind and they want friends. And if you smile at someone, I promise you they will smile back and it's going to start a conversation. And just like in studios, you're going to make friends at the gym. You're going to meet more people at the gym. And once you start feeling like you're part of a community, you'll want to go back more and more and more. Um, another thing, this is like a serious tip that I have. It sounds like really fake, but it's like real. And the tip is have a gym crush. Okay. Honestly, it helps. It really does. And it makes you want to go. I swear to God. Like if you know that, like whenever you go, like your gym crush is going to be there, like you're going to want to go. You know what I mean? Even if like you, if they are like downstairs doing like all these, like, you know, workouts and they're like pumping iron or whatever and you're upstairs doing your 12 3 30 on the treadmill and you can just look at them the whole time that's super fun super fun so having a gym crush actually helps at the end of the day when it comes down to studios like going into workouts or going into a gym it all boils down to community you want to feel part of a community and i know it's intimidating entering a community however People are welcoming, people are accepting, and people want you to be part of their community. People are very kind, people are open, and people want to make friends. So you have to be a friend in order to make friends and just put yourself out there. I know it can be scary, but once you have the confidence behind your workouts and you know that like, this is what I like, this is what I want to explore, everything else will kind of fall into place as well. So be kind, say hi, DM people, put yourself out there, be consistent, find routines, and before you know it, it's going to take about a month. And that's, that's it. That's not a lot of time. Before you know it, you're going to find yourself in a great routine, in a great little setup, in a great community. And you're going to feel great because you're working out, you're moving your body, you made new friends, and you're going to feel awesome. And I think you're going to find that that is the lead domino to everything else in your life falling into place. So guys, that is all that I have for you today. Workout anxiety is real, but it doesn't have to be really hard and really complicated once you get down to the root of it. Learn the knowledge, learn the confidence, and I believe in you. No one is judging you. You're not behind. You're perfectly on time. It is never too late to start. So guys, that is all that I have for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Manifest with Tori Desimone. If you guys are watching this on the YouTube channel, comment down below what you guys thought of this episode. And if you have any tips 
for anyone reading in the comments. I would love to read the tips. And yeah, I guess that's really it, guys. Thank you so much again. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next Monday. And I will talk to you guys all very soon. Bye, guys.